Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Marencio with one of the Raging Red and Cam Stewart. Don't forget, you can check out Marencio and Milton, our podcast, over at Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Check out Scotty Farrell. Farrell on the bench. He goes coast to coast, four to six. And, of course, you can get the podcast. Um, and Marencio unfiltered. Uh, Farrell on the bench, coast to coast, SB Nation Radio. We're, we're excited to be along uh, for the ride with SB Nation Radio, especially leading up to the National Football League Draft. We're just talking about the pros and the cons. We're going to get to your questions of the day. We've got some interesting uh, one, wild ones, uh, once again. <laughs> um, so we'll get to your questions. Jerry Foley's going to join us. We're going to talk some New York Giant uh, football and more uh, draft talk. So we're talking about Justin Herbert. And Herbert's good, Cam. Like, there's not a lot he not is. to like about him. Like, you know, he's big. He's six foot six. You've seen the mobility. He can take off. He can get you a first down. He's tough. When he's not also, I don't want to portray, too, that he's like uh, he's like fast times a rich mount high. Yeah. Like, Josh Rosen had that about him. Yes. Rosen had that, yay. And, like, he speaks meekly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Herbert's a big kid, and he's... He can he got command fired respect. Up. Yes, yes, he, he commands does. respect, yes. but they want to see the fire in him more. Just yep. show some fire more. In the NFL, you got a bunch of crazy dudes in that huddle. Yep. You got to be able to yell at them. So, yo, yo, you know what I mean? Hey, get your head out of your ass. You got to be able to be on them. But there's a lot to like about Herbert. I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I do, too. I, I, I think it's one of those things. He, he, he slept walking a couple college games, but the tools, Gabe, and that's the thing. The NFL, the throws. You talk about... That's the guy who can get things into double coverage with the zip. He's got better zip than Tua. He's got a better zip than uh, Joe Burrow. Those are things. And I tell you, what we saw at the end of that uh, Rose Bowl game, Herbert took it to a new gear, and he did get fired up. So sometimes he does look like he's smoking the, the Marenzi OG, but other times at the end of that the game... Rage OG. Like, yeah, yeah, Rage OG. Rage OG. He looked very, very strong. So we're going to give him credit. Hey, as a, as a GM, how do you say no to his tools? His no, side. Exactly. Yeah, and I think we all get too critical of these kids. It's a good point that you could say, is he a top five pick? Not really, uh, maybe. You maybe. know, like in a perfect world, he goes 17, 13 or something. But the thing is, he really is better than the other guys. Listen, I and it's funny, Cam, because I didn't like Eason. I was never a big yeah. Eason fan at Washington. I liked him at Georgia. All yes, right. And I was yes, like, man, yes. this kid's going to be good. And he went to Washington, but listen, you follow the Washington programs closely. They, something was off with them for the last like two years. Well, and you see Peterson it. leaves. Yes. There's yes. something behind the scenes that because they had good, there was something holding them back. I you agree. Brought it up. The Huskies, they should be on par with the Ducks. Like the Huskies should be a top 10 program every year. Like they have the talent. There's a base, like the Washington Huskies guys, they can pluck into the Pacific Northwest. They can go into L.A. Yep. Like, they have a lot of, you know, Hawaii. They can get the Samoan kids. Yes. Geographically, they're not as screwed. Like, they're it's Seattle, right? So, like, if you look at the talent, the Washington Huskies, they produce a lot of NFL players. Like, they're, they're, they're recruiting NFL-caliber talent, but it wasn't coming together for them. But he is kind of an enigma, but we'll get to him. I'm just stating that you've got Burrow, who's a slam dunk, Tua could be a real superstar, a little bit of a gamble, Tua. but a big superstar. Yep. And Herbert is good. And then there's sort of a little drop-off. And it's amazing to me that Jalen Hurts still gets as much love as he does. And this comes from someone that likes Jalen Hurts. Me too. But he's not getting drafted 62nd overall. I am watching the shows last night. They were breaking it down on all the sports networks where he's going. Mel Kuyper Jr., second round to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like, you know what? I don't care if you're a draft analyst. I disagree. Uh, if it could, if it happens, it happens. I'm taking the over on his draft prop. I think he gets drafted in the third round and maybe even slips to the early fourth. We've watched him. Like there's, there's things I like about Jalen Hurts, but 
He is not NFL ready. He is a prospect. In those games against Baylor, man, he made some real, real bad mistakes. It didn't look like an NFL quarterback. He is a work in progress with skills and game. Very fleet of foot. He's very, very fast and could do a lot of athletic things. But That's why I me, like this. Yeah, I, love the war, their, I like the breakdowns, Cam. You're right. That's the thing. They just call it out for what it is. He's good, right? He's a great athlete. He can throw the ball. Like, Hurts can throw. He doesn't look big. Yeah. But he can throw the ball like 60 yards, like oh, accurately. Yeah. Like yeah. if you saw at the combine, he was throwing ropes. They were like, holy crap. We didn't realize. That's why his stock went up a bit. They're like, man, he can throw. Yeah. At a combine with nobody there. There's no decision to make. And that's the thing with him. He makes bad decisions. All the time. Like, yeah, he'll run backwards for 18 yards, get sacked. He fumbles the ball all the time. He carries it around like a loaf of bread type of thing. And it is. It's the mental process with him. He needs to throw to an open guy. So basically, Hertz can look and he's like, oh, you're open. He can throw you a fastball and get it to you. That doesn't work in the NFL. And as they say, in the NFL, the number one thing that'll burn you the most is slow decision process making. Yes. Like, you need to be able to think, like, within a millisecond. No, yes, no, bam. He drops back. How many times did you see with Oklahoma last year where it was just sheer his athleticism? He would yeah. drop back, take forever, and then he would just take off. Right? Yeah. You can't do that in the NFL. Like, he's not Lamar Jackson. Like, he would have a lot of – listen, as a fantasy quarterback, he'd be good because he would rack up uh, rushing yards. But another thing is, dude, Lamar Jackson, bro – it's so fast. It's faster than him. Yes, and Jalen is fast, but Lamar is like deer fast. Like you yes. can't touch him fast. And Lamar runs out of bounds and stuff. Lamar doesn't try to take hits. Like Lamar doesn't try to be a hero. Dude, Jalen Hurts, I've seen him. Jalen Hurts, like, man, I've never seen a quarterback get smoked. Like a couple of times, I'm like, he's dead, but he pops right back up because he can bench press like 800 pounds, this kid. It's true. Yeah, but in the NFL, you're not getting up. Yeah, like he, like he used to like take on linebackers, you know what I mean, and stuff. He'd put yeah. his shoulder down. Linebackers but, from yeah. Oklahoma State. Good luck. These guys are Big Twelve defenses. Ooh, I hit the guy in yeah, West that's, Virginia. That's like high school give defense. Me, in give me a break. Exactly. And the Big Twelve, they have some of the worst defenses. So I think there's a lot. Hey, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a project. But if you draft him in the first couple rounds, uh, nah, you he's gotta King wait. He's Tom Hill to me, except better. You know what I mean? Like to me. Jalen Hurts, I don't tell him. Taysom Hill's pretty damn good, though. He's really no, Jalen Hurts a better quarterback than yeah. Taysom Hill ever was. Yeah, but I'm saying Taysom Hill, in the situations he's yes. put in with Orleans, is almost perfect in those yeah, situations. Yeah, but see, to me, like I said, you put Jalen Hurts on the field, and you have two quarterbacks on the field suddenly. Like, yep. there's, you know what I mean? If you actually got innovative, you really could use him in some good ways. I would get Jalen. I would tell him, listen, I'm not telling you to be a running back. I'm not telling you to switch like to wide receiver or slot or anything like that, but you know you'll be a backup quarterback on our yep. team on the depth chart, maybe second, maybe third string. And go. yeah, I've got seven to ten plays for you on the field, right? And you know I might maybe a QB sneak. It might be in the slot as a halfback. Yeah. So and I'd tell him, look at Taysom Hill, kid. You know what I mean? You don't like this right now, fine. But look at Taysom Hill. You want to hold a clipboard? Or you want to get on the field? Because yep. if you remember. Tim Tebow, and it surprised me about Tim Tebow, because Tebow, what you figure, would be a bigger team guy. NFL teams told Tebow that. They were, like, many people told him, we love you, Tim. I want you on my football team. And you know what they said? We view you as a halfback, hybrid, tight end. You might throw a couple of passes, jump pass, trick play, but you're not our starting quarterback. Exactly. And he said, I'm a quarterback. You're a terrible quarterback. Yeah. You made one good throw in your career in the playoff game against Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, it's honest. Took off, yeah. We watched him live, too. All the plays that he made there were just little, you said it, like little jump passes at the line. Like, yeah, like he's not going to step back there and carve people off. He could have been in the NFL, Tebow, still. Could have. Right? But, you know what I mean? He wanted to be that quarterback. I, I, I remember it was the best. It was the, um, I think it was the, the punter of the Giants. And he was a big religious guy. And he said, you know, I was a big Tim Tebow fan. And uh, he goes, I just look up to him. I like, you know, he goes, I'm a big uh, God-fearing Christian. He goes, I really respect the hell out of Tim Tebow, pardon the pun. So he goes, I really respect Tim Tebow a lot. So he said, we were playing the Broncos, and I went out there, and I'm watching Tebow in warm-up. 
and Tebow was like bouncing passes and warm up, <laughs> like to like to like yeah. no coverage, like just yeah, throwing passes, easy passes, yeah, like <laughs> bouncing them over people's heads. And and he, it was funny because he said he goes, I love the guy, but he goes, God, is he a bad quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> like he basically said yeah. that, like. <laughs> Yeah, we saw him live. Yeah, like, yeah, you're a good college quarterback or whatever, you know? Um, All right, let's get into a couple of questions uh, of the questions of the day. Always fun ones uh, when we get these questions. All right, uh, you guys betting on Taiwanese baseball, and how's it going? No, it it just started last week, and I I would bet it. I'm not opposed to betting on Taiwanese baseball. I got caught up by their start times. Like, uh, I, I, yeah, it was in-game when I saw it, and oh, I wanted to do some research on it first. There's actually American guys in league and stuff, too. Right? Like, there's a few former guys. All right, here's an interesting one from Remmost. Uh, you guys, have you ever been into sports card collecting? Ken? Yeah, oh, big time. I still have some cards upstairs. Biggest regret, I was uh, with my buddy. I gave him a Jerry Rice rookie card. The thing's probably worth thousands right now. I got a Mario Lemieux in return. It's probably worth a couple hundreds. We were like doing tradesies. I got fleeced by my buddy. He won't give me back the card. Uh, I still got a couple nice ones. I got Steve Largent rookie. I got some other rookie cards, Barry Sanders. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a shoebox full of collectibles, but I got to be honest with you, Gabe. The problem is from the 80s on, they mass produced the cards. Only the older ones you're going to get true value for because a lot of adults got into the card game and ruined it for the kids. Yeah, it became too much of a business, exactly. Yeah, they like printed it there's just too, too many of them. Like you, listen, I actually, when I was a kid, I was really, really, really into I it. That. I had like a ton of valuable stuff. But even like as I got older, like, you know, even in my 20s, sort of, but it was sort of at the boom of the card stuff. You remember, yeah. Cam, in like the early 90s? I remember I had like this, I don't know what it's called, Skybox, but I had like oh, yeah, Shaq's Skybox. rookie card, yeah. David Robinson's rookie card. And I remember thinking, Man, this got to be worth something. Because I was like, I remember telling people, I was like, Shaq's going to be a Hall of Famer, man. I got his rookie card. And then I realized, yeah, they made about 299,000 of those Shaq Skybox cards. like 20 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, all right, you know? All right, so it's interesting, though. This guy asked three questions. Um, Have you guys, are you guys into sports card collecting? Or have you ever been? If you had to uh, uh, pick a tag team wrestler, like if you were wrestling, you needed to pick a partner in a tag team, which wrestler would it be? And if you ever had a three-way with two ladies? I like how he throws that in. <laughs> it's like sports card collecting. Yeah. Uh, who, what wrestling partner would you choose? And uh, oh, yeah, have you banged three chicks before? <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, number two, my wrestling partner, I'm probably going to go with Ric Flair. Uh, if I could have a guy, the dirtiest player in the business. Uh, for a tougher guy, I'd go with Road Warrior Animal. Uh, have I ever had a threesome? The answer is no, but uh, been close before. <laughs> close? You sound disappointed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Almost happened. What it's about you? Quite, you know what? I think I'm going to go with uh, Bret Hart. Oh, Bret Hart. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bret Hart. I got I mean, a lot of guys. I'd like to roll into a ring and be great with Doink the Clown. Oh, yeah. Doink and High Dick. five, Doink. Let's go, Doink. You know what I mean? Let's Thank do you, it, buddy. Jump in. <laughs> and, uh, and we had uh, three ways with two ladies. Well... I don't like to kiss and tell, but I was uh, in a traveling rock band. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what? So much so that I've actually refused. Nice. Yeah. I'm You're actually like, turned down. Oh, I'm tired tonight. Sorry. No, no. You know why? It's trouble. Yeah, of course it's trouble. Unless they're total strangers, it's trouble. Oh, yeah. Once feelings and get so When you think, oh, no, no, it'll be all right. No, no, no. Oh, it's not. Like, right. it never is. It's, exactly. uh, but, yeah, let's just say, yeah, Rambos, I've been in some wild situations over the years. Yeah, tough. To, good questions. Uh, very a lot, long time ago. <laughs> Back when, like... Uh, uh, when you had hair. Yeah, yeah, I had hair. Like, so, it was so long ago that uh, Jim Harbaugh was playing still. Yeah, yeah, Colts, Jim Harbaugh era. <laughs> exactly. I, you know what? I had a great week in Mexico that week. Yeah, I was in Mexico that week when the Colts were on that run. Oh, yeah. I I, I bet them, too. I, was I bet it, too. I remember there was uh, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. They beat the Chiefs. They lost the to the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, no, they covered against it, but they covered. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Chargers. Yeah, it was the Chargers, then the Chiefs, and then it was like to go to the Super Bowl, right, against the Steelers. Was that like Neil O'Donnell? Yes, it was. And the, yeah. and Indianapolis should have won. They were winning. Like, they were big dogs. They covered. 
They lost, though. Yeah, money-making machines. We got a lot of memorabilia. What's your favorite uh, piece of sports memorabilia, you know? I, I'm such a loser. I've lost so many things. So I don't want to get depressed what? and talk about the stuff. But yeah. I do love, you know what I have from you and I when we went when we went and got drunk with Mike Dicka? I still have that football. I, I do still have that. That's well, that pretty cool. that football is amazing. I still got Dicka's cigar in the freezer. My buddies go, hey, can I smoke? No, you can't touch Dicka's cigar. It's going to stay there pristine. I have an autographed picture of Payne Stewart. Uh, with all the NFL logos. He was sponsored by NFL. It's oh, awesome. Cool, yeah. yeah, he's wearing like a San Francisco like shirt and knickers, and it looks wicked. Yeah, I don't know where it is, though. It's in one of my boxes. I used to have it on my... Uh, on you my, know, uh, stupid. Oh, I lost it. It's funny, now that I get older, like I used to be in a memorabilia, and I'm not, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And now, for some reason, too, Cam, when I see some of these people's nice houses, NBA players and stuff, uh, they got I'm it. like, you know what? I got to get some nice frame jerseys I'm one jealous. day. And, like, you know, instead of just, the, you know, the cheaper stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm going to get – you know what I want to get, actually? I want to get a nice frame poster picture. Not like poster. It's nice, like 400 bucks. It's like NBA.com has it. It's autographed, too, by a few of the Raptors. It's nice. a picture of the Raptors at the parade on the float. That's cool. It's like autographed by Siakam and Kyle Lowry and stuff. Just have that memory ding and have it up, you know. So, as far as you know, I, I wish I kept. Uh, I wish I kept this stuff as uh, much as I did. But one stupid thing that I have, and our boy Orville, uh, Aaron Bronstad, our former producer of ours, um, got us in the old days when I hated Bob Wickman as much as I did. He ordered me Bob Wickman's pants. Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually still have them. I sure, saw them in my storage locker. You gotta keep them. They're, they're Yankees pants. I actually have their <laughs> Yankees like game worn. Like I used to. Bob Wickman literally cost me like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars one yeah, summer. Yeah, that's me and Raphael betting. So it got to the point where like we wrote a letter to the Atlanta Braves, like you know, <laughs> saying you guys suck and like you know Bob Wickman blows. They wrote us back. Uh, basically, I, I said you, I wanted the strength and conditioning coach fired. <laughs> We said, what kind of strength and conditioning program you guys have in Atlanta? Anyways, Bob Wickman's a fat ass and he sucks. Yeah, he's eating KFC. And I felt bad. They sent me a letter back saying Bob Wickman's one of the nicer guys and does more in the community for everyone. I felt bad, right? And so... Fat closer, though, at the time. Oh, he caused he was so bad. I was like, stop putting him in. I blame Bobby Cox for putting him in a damn game all the time. So, um, yeah, we wrote a letter. They got back to us. So, yeah, somebody bought me Bob Wickman's pants as a joke. Awesome. I still have them. What, you can't throw them out. I don't want to touch them, though. Like, talk about coronavirus. and like, Yeah. Bob Wickman? Like, nah. Down like, under. I thought I was holding the pants, and I said, somebody said, have you ever tried them on? And I'm like, no, dude. Bob Wickman's junk have been in these pants. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't even, like, touching them. Like, they're in a baggie. It's like a safe medical baggie. I have uh, Zip They look like nice Yankee pants, though. It's like nice official Yankee pants. Could still disinfect them. He wasn't on. He was on a lot of teams. Bob Wickman. Yeah, Bob Wickman was well traveled. Bob Wickman. Yeah, a lot of buffets over the years. A lot yeah, of well. Like so well, he is a really nice guy too. Yeah, I know Wickman's all right. He just he, he at the end of his career he was awful. Nice guy. Oh yeah, it cost me <laughs> so much. Oh, Raphael. Be- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Marenzi. Let's do this thing. Get on the grid. And, of course, we're now broadcast weekdays 6 to 7. SB Nation Radio. You can catch the second hour of the show, SBNationRadio.com as well. Let's uh, do this thing. We're breaking down the National Football League draft. Jerry Foley's going to step up and in. Giant uh, Insider. Talk some New York Giant uh, football. But we're not New York biased on this show. We talk about every uh, every and any team. All right? We break it all uh, down. Hell, we talked about uh, table tennis uh, earlier uh, in the show. Um, But... I want to talk. Listen, we you know we 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 talked about a couple of the offensive linemen and where they're going to go in the draft. Uh, so Tristan Wirfs over under eight and a half. Gotta believe that he doesn't last until nine. Uh, there's been a lot of love for Wills as of late. I I don't I'm not so sure that he lasts either. I think they both could go. We talked about it. I think it was on yesterday's show about you take both those guys to go under eight and a half. You're going to go one and one at worst. Probably go two and zero. Oh. A lot of love for Andrew Thomas uh, right now, but. 
You know who needs an offensive lineman? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers need an oh, offensive uh, lineman for Tom yes, Brady. Yes. Andrew Thomas, 14 to Tampa, seems to make a lot of sense, which would put him over that 11 and a half. But we'll, we're going to put it together. We'll say, like, listen, so the draft is next, uh, next week. And we got um, you covered. We're going to be doing draft night stuff all yeah, night long. But we'll start time. locking in our picks for real, where it's like not just talking about it. We'll be like, all right, this is locked in. This is a bet. And either we have a six-pack, we have eight of them, we got ten of them, we got Sounds four like of them. like a two-four. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Six-pack? <laughs> we got six-pack. <laughs> no. I don't no, know if have... you saw, there was, uh, there was, an, uh, there was a lady um, in quarantine. She's, she's older. She's like 93 years old or something. And she had a Coors Light and she had a sign, need, uh, need beer. <laughs> need more beer. Need more silver bullets. Yeah, need, need more beer. And uh, turns out Coors uh, sent 180 beers. Wow, that's nice. Hey, see, this lady gets it. You ask, you shall receive. That's what you should do with like Molson. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I, I, I told you, I, I drink a lot of the steam whistle, Gabe, but it went up to like $28 for a 12-pack. The Scottish in me even said, I got to pump the brakes. So I've done Hainzer's routine. I'm buying a lot of discounted beers. You know, the $35.99 uh, 24-pack. I've really hit the skids. So, yeah, I, I, I've hit the lower yeah. brands. A 93-year-old lady in Seminole, Pennsylvania, held up a sign at her window asking for more beer. Beautiful. She said, I need more beer. She had a Coors Light. And, uh, yeah, Coors Light actually delivered 180 beers. That's a lot of beers for the old lady. She's going to be drinking for a while. <laughs> I, I got to ask. It's like, Coors, you can try to kill this lady? Yeah, that's another thing. You didn't, like, the virus didn't get her, but Coors did. That's going to be our obituary. Like, even if I worked for Coors, I'd be going, okay, well, this lady's pretty cool. Let's give Send her a, a six-pack. Two, two, I was going to give her a two-four. Like, that's worth the trip. You give her 24 cold ones. Thanks for coming out. 180 beers. You're right. What are they trying to do to this lady? <laughs> Told you, people are drinking that's a lot. That's a lot of beers, man. Wow. People uh, people are drinking a lot in, in, in the time of uh, this time of crisis. Yes. So... People of uh, people drink a lot, of course, uh, in Ohio because they're Browns fans, and there's bang they're Bengal fans. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough times. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if people remember this, but last year was pretty funny. Somebody actually, somebody actually sued and tried to make it that being a Cleveland Brown fan allows you to get medicinal marijuana in Ohio. <laughs> Well, I would say the same thing like as a anxiety, fan in Western New York. Anxiety, you know what I mean? Like the different yeah. things, like depression, anxiety, anxiety, you can't sleep. <laughs> a lot of different reasons why um, you, know, you can get a medicinal marijuana card. So somebody basically went in and said, I'm a Cleveland Brown fan. <laughs> and, and like he campaigned, he got on the news about it saying, you know, we're tortured. Like we need like, you know, some medicinal. Uh, yeah, Buffalo, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, same thing. Um, see, yeah, people in uh, people in uh, Boston, they got it all. They are winning Super Bowls, smoking legal weed. They got I it know. all. What a like stick. the teams, like in bad teams, they're the ones that need this weed more than anything. Exactly. So, uh, pro football focus. Uh, we'll get away. You know, we're talking about the draft here, but we'll, we'll, we'll stay on the theme of the props. But pro football focus is one of the better sites when it comes to ranking. Absolutely. Anyone that plays DFS, fantasy football, betting, you know, metrics, like, all right, if you want to find, you, you're looking for rankings, what, you know, who are the best defensive backs in the league according to knockdown passes, touchdowns, a lot, like, it's a very modern system. Thorough. It's funny, too, because Collinsworth is very hokey yeah. in real life, but he's behind this stuff, and Collinsworth is a smart football guy. So I do respect their opinion on this website, and this is interesting. They have, they have the, uh, the pros and the cons. The biggest pro and the biggest con of the top uh, prospects. And, you know, let's take a look at the quarterback ones because, you know, we talk about Burrow this and Burrow that. And I'll just go on record right now. I don't think Joe Burrow's the second coming. I don't, I don't think Burrow is some savior in the NFL. I, agree. I think Joe Burrow is Matt Ryan. I think Joe Burrow is Matt Stafford. I think Joe Burrow will be a good quarterback in the NFL. He won't be a bust. But I like Tua better. Like personally, I'd roll the dice, you know, with Tua. Hell, I'll roll the dice with uh, with Eason in, yeah. in the second round. And I'm not saying Cincinnati shouldn't take him. I totally get it. He had a career, you know, all this stuff. But something I didn't realize about him, Ken, because when you talk about his weaknesses, 
if you look at the game tape from last year, there are none. No, nope. like there really isn't. It's like the throws are good, the decisions are good. Um, I I see one criticism. They say he stays in the pocket too much. Yeah. Like, oh, shut up, you guys. You guys bitch when a kid takes off too much. Now you say he stays in the pocket. He makes good decisions. And I've seen NFL guys say this guy makes better decisions than half the quarterbacks. I think Kurt Warner said that. He said he makes better decisions than half the quarterbacks in the league already um, right now. And you can't teach that. So his father's a coach and stuff. I yep. didn't realize this about Joe Burrow. He's 24 years old. I didn't oh, know, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Game no wonder he was so good last year. Yeah, that's the thing. He was a man. I, I, we, usually we see the 24 out of BYU guys who do their mission and then come back and play, right? That's the thing. Yeah. It kind of it went under the radar with Joe Burrow at 24, but let's remember, you know, the Ohio State days, the transferring. We kind of like, lost Did he just have a peak career year that was just a fantasy, like but, amazing? But here's the thing. You look at it, and I went to the site. Thank you for sending me the email on this. Like, Passes beyond the line of scrimmage first in FBS. Tight windows first. Deep passes 20-plus yards first. Clean pocket first. Under pressure fifth. Outside the pocket first. First read first in the FBS and in rhythm first. So he is first in two, four, six, seven out of eight categories. He is tops FBS and only fifth under pressure. That is absolutely phenomenal. The Bengals, yeah, a lock to take them, as we mentioned. But yes, 24 in December. Very interesting. I thought Burrow would be around 21. I did at 22. Didn't think about him being I never really thought about how old he was. It never yeah. really... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew he wasn't 19, 20. Yeah, but... Because yeah. I even remember... I remember when... Remember we lit up the cigar after? Yeah. And uh, there was beer, and people were like, what the hell's going on? You guys are a college team. And he was acting like a pro. He's 24. <laughs> that's why I don't say that. Joe, drink away, buddy. Like, yeah, that's why he was blowing a cigar in a cop's face. Like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. I'm not I'm not some college kid you're gonna yell at. And oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna be a multi, I'm gonna have hundred million dollars in about two months. <laughs> so um, I like Joe Burrow, but I, you know what I mean, I'm not saying he's not like the, the be-all end all, in my opinion. Um so as far as Tua is concerned, some interesting numbers here comparing Bur Burrow to Tua. This is from uh, from Mike, Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus talking about um, the quarterback accuracy, okay? Um, throws 5 to 18 yards down the field and uncatchable balls. Like, basically, yeah. like, it was nowhere near the wide receiver. And there was, it was a great tweet, actually, in Chicago the other day. People said... Uh, <laughs> Turbisky? Yeah. People said, hey... If you're having problems understanding, so because people in Chicago are <laughs> like social distance, they're like, what is it, six feet, four feet? And uh, somebody tweeted out, hey, Chicago, if you're having problems uh, knowing social distancing, uh, said, uh, imagine you're the wide receiver and imagine where the ball lands, where Trubisky threw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they said, they said in other words, about 10 yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's caught on in Chicago. So it's like, all right, I'm over here, and the ball landed over there. So I thought it was pretty good. So uncatchable balls, two up, 4.3%. Yep. Incredibly accurate. Uh, Hurts, 5% uh, percent only. 5% of his uh, passes is someone's open. Burrow, 5.1. Jordan Love, 14.1. Herbert, 18.1%. Oh, oh, 18.1% of the time, Herbert throws it down the field and someone's open. <laughs> it's like... It sails. It's like, oh, oh boy, right? It's one of those type of deals. So I don't think, you know, Burrow's accuracy is pretty good. And that's the strongest thing about Tua, about just how accurate uh, he actually is. So the, the, the con, there wasn't a lot of cons with Joe Burrow. The, the one con with Burrow that people, he's 24. And guys, in sports, teams don't like that. Because basically they're wondering if he's already peaked, right? Because yeah. you're not... In sports, you're not paying someone or drafting someone for what they've already done. Correct. You're drafting someone or paying a player you already have for what they're going to do, right? That's the whole thing. So is how much more of an upside is there with Joe Burrow? That's what I wonder. And you see this all the time. It's held against kids often. Like the NBA, it's almost a non-starter. Like the NBA, like they're like, no, no, he's 23. There's now, basically in the NBA, they're like, if he was so good, he would have already been in the NBA. He wouldn't have waited until he's 23. You know what, Gabe? Too, take a look at that LSU team. 
You have Atlanta's Etier, the running back, one of the best in the nation. You have Jefferson, who's probably going to go late first round, second round. Randy Moss's kid, other weapons. I can't think of a more complete four to five deep team at receiver, tight end, running back, the weapons that he had. I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, but the Cincinnati Bengals have an aging A.J. Green, who's going to be coming back off. He's always hurt. Yeah, he's always hurt. Erickson's probably going to have to be receiver because they don't have any punt return. Like, he's not going to be de- – like, he'll be going, wow, I'm in the pros right now. and He's going to not- get murdered. Yeah. And he's also in a division that's pretty nasty. I agree. Like, the Baltimore Ravens, one of the Raven players said, I can't wait to kill this kid. Like, you already Pittsburgh. said it. The okay. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns. The Browns might be the Browns, but as we they're saw dirty. last year, yeah, yeah, dirty. they'll smack you in the face with a helmet. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't just that. The Browns are dirty. They are. Like the Browns are a dirty team. We'll see now if they, if they're different with a new coaching staff because it was out of control last year. It wasn't just the helmet stuff. Like they were cheap shotting people all the time. What's a sign of a dirty team? Bad coach. Undisciplined. Yes. Well, it was Very like simple. the Bills. The Bills yeah. led the league Rex in penalties when Rex Ryan was there. Rex. Now exactly. they're like they're disciplined as hell with McDermott. Yep. McDermott will like cut you. You know what I mean? Like you're like, he treats you like a college player. You jump offside twice, you're done. <laughs> like it's one of those see type deals. Um, so obviously the, the concern with Tua is it's only the injuries. It's only the injuries. Yet I read somebody say that Tua is one of the best prospects like they've ever seen before. And like a scout. I think like, so people, I, I think teams are going to regret, like, I, agree. I don't think they will pass on Tua. I think the media is going to be wrong on it. I think they're going to trade up to take them second or third overall, probably third. And the proper, you're getting plus money, man. It's like plus 188. You're getting plus money. Tua is going to be good. And I think he'll be better than Burrow in the National Football League. I listen, think, to this, listen to this one, yeah. Gabe. At the end of next year, it'll sort of be yeah. like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. People are going to go, oh, damn, Tua's pretty good, huh? We both love Tua. See the tape? And that's the thing. You look at his numbers, his accuracy rating is even better than Burrow with that statistic. Under 5%. I, I think he's going to be toughing through the injuries. I think they're trying to smear him so other teams that he'll fall in the draft. Watch out for this one. We see these reports, and I know a lot of the time they're made up. The Atlanta Falcons, might, I, Matt Ryan is done. Like we let, Let's call it out for what it is. This guy is hanging on he's by regressed. a thread. What? He's regressed. He's oh, gone back. Buddy, don't be surprised if Atlanta moves up and, and, and takes a quarterback. That's another shocker I got. One of these teams... Like, it's no guarantees Tua's going to the Miami Dolphins at minus 260 or whatever the hell it is. I'd look at a lot of different options. Um, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, a quarterback. He's he's going to be a, he's going to go five or six. Like, Herbert, you know, we, we, we're looking at all these players with a fine-tuned comb, so people look for their weaknesses. We're not trying yep. to pick on these kids. I just thought it was interesting to sort of look and see uh, what are they, what's, what's their concerns about these guys. So we know that there's the, the, no concern with Burrow. One thing is, hey, he's 24 years old. He's going to be 25. Like, he's, you know, in December, as you stated, he's no kid already. Tua is the injury situation. And Tua's not brittle, but he's had weird injuries, like his hip. And, like, I get it. There's concerns, but he's healthy right now. Justin Herbert, no health situation. Justin Herbert got a cannon for an arm. Like, out of these guys, like, Cam, I've watched, you know, you watch a lot of college. You watch every college. But, same. I watch a lot of duck football. And I'd see sometimes lasers. No, even like two years ago when he started playing, basically, I was like, holy crap. I remember even tweeted. I like to find a tweet. I said, this kid, NFL, like basically you could just see the zip. It was like, ooh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's college kids that'll throw for a bunch of touchdowns on Central Michigan. They could have made an arena football league team. Exactly. Like this guy has zip zip. You know what I mean? Like if you tell them, all right, listen. We need you to throw a 26 yards, boom, laser, no lob. He'll throw like an Elway fastball, zing. The problem is three out of the 10 times, Cam, it might hit the cameraman in the face <laughs> on the sideline. Exactly. Like, he's he's like wild. He like wild these thing. tight spirals. Yes. You're like, yes. man, that's impressive. Weird. And then other times it's like, bro, like lower your pass. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And he goes through these little funks where he doesn't seem to have energy. It's that it's that West Coast thing, Cam. And it NFL is. guys hate I that. Know. I know. They don't like that. They like the they prefer even Danny Dimes with the bowl cut and yes sir, okay. And like you know what I mean? Herbert is either really into it or he's not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like 
he has this where, like, you remember in the Rose Bowl, he's running guys over for it's Wisconsin. And it's like, yep. it's like, holy crap, where was this all year? And it's like, he can do that. And other times, he seems like he just smoked an eight ball, a chronic, and he just came from Taco Bell. And he's got, like, that West Coast look. Hey, what's yep. up, guys? Yeah, he's got and the mic. Like, yo, yo, wake up, Justin. Let's go. Right? Yep. Like, Tired eyes and the munchies. And the thing is, Gabe, look at the games, the big games in 2019, uh, referring to the site, too. Uh, week one versus Auburn, Pac-12 championship versus Utah, Rose Bowl versus Wisconsin. Despite making good plays in that Rose Bowl, and uh, you know, I will say this. Look at the grade, 58.2. That's bad. So all the big games, you actually, when you look at the whole body of work, play poorly. Wisconsin was his best game. That's yes, what it was. Because it, it was the knock, losing to Arizona State. There were a couple of ties, but I don't hold that against these kids. Once you get to the NFL, trust me, two years from now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Morenza. We're throwing it down sports grid style. And, of course, SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. Weekdays from 6 to 7, following Scotty Farrell, coast to coast. Check out my boy Matt Perot and company. Uh, we're fired up for the National Football League uh, draft. We've been talking props, the unpredictableness uh, of this uh, virtual draft. Let's bring in Jerry Foley right now, at Giant Insider on Twitter. Uh, Jerry, it's funny, great segue, because me and Cam were just talking about uh, sports memorabilia. We had a question about sports memorabilia, <laughs> yeah. and we were talking about game rooms, and it looks like you got yourself some uh, some pretty nice giant gear there, Jerry. Yeah, behind me are my uh, my father's heroes, right? So it's some Yankees, Rangers, Knicks, and uh, and Giants as well. My other room, um, I have a, a – my TV room basically has all the – you have to be in the Ring of Honor or a champion to be in that room, a Giants champion. Or in the no, Ring you have of a Honor, high so. standard, huh? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have everybody except Tim Marrick, which is Wellington Marrick's father, which is almost impossible to get, so. <laughs> you know, I stand, I saw an insurance company commercial. It was like a moving company, a local company the other day in the, in, the, in, the, in the area. And you have to be a champion to be in the ad. And it didn't right. have to be a big name. It was like, hey, I'm Colin White of the Devils. And it said Stanley Cup champion, you know, 2004, yeah. whatever. And yeah. at the end, it was Otis came on. Otis Anderson yep. uh, came in. And I, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. So, from when I saw Otis, I was just like, everyone talks about Norwood missing the kick, right? Yeah, it's an right. easy target. The Bills right. lost because they couldn't stop them. They That's couldn't right. stop the run. Right. That's why they lost that game. Everyone talks about Norwood, but exactly. The Marquesa, um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's amazing. I do the show every Sunday, well, nightly, normally out of the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. And, man, I used to hate it on game days. I'd get stuck there for two hours, three hours, getting out of the parking lot. And I'd act like I was the, I would act like a, the biggest, I'd be like a POW crying to my friends on the phone. You don't know what it's like, man. I'm stuck here in the parking lot for two hours trying to get an Uber. Right. And now I'm thinking, man, I'd give anything for that right now, right? It's, it's amazing, amazing how the it's amazing world what changes, you miss. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what you miss. Like, I, I you, you miss crowds. You miss, you drive on the road now, there's nobody there. And like in Jersey, it's unheard of. But it's uh, it's amazing the little You're things. You're missing you take the jerks on the road even now. <laughs> right, right, right. Somebody, I miss some. I miss an Eagle fan in my area giving me the finger. Right. So, yeah. So, so it's very unique. So we had a virtual draft coming up, and I was reading your tweets. Um, you know, you were you were tweeting a lot about what Joe Judge was talking about, and I like Joe Judge. His no nonsense. He goes, hey, everyone's in the same boat. There's people with much worse, can, you know what I mean, with real-life problems than a football coach trying to put, you know, a, a program together, so to speak. But I thought it was interesting what he said uh, when you tweeted about, he said, I'm big on body movement. I'm big on eye contact. I'm big on, you know, I can judge people in person. And I was thinking, you know, like Sean McDermott of the Bills, he knows his players, right? Hey, Trey, you taking care of yourself? Uh, a couple of jokes. This is a first impression for Joe Judge. Right, so he's going to be meeting guys for the first time online, and you know, Judge's personality—he's even going to be taking notes. Oh, this guy seemed to be like this. This guy's like that. You know, he's a big, big, big people person. Puts him, McCarthy, Dallas, puts these no new coaches with new teams in a tougher spot, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, you just you don't have that personal interaction with him. You're see, you're meeting him over the uh, over the internet, basically. Um, I'm sure he's met some guys already before all this started, but. You know, he does know Nate Solder, but outside of that, you're right. It's 
It's going to be very interesting. And, and by the way, the uh, the person tweeting was my partner, Chris. So there's two of us who run this account. Um, he was on the conference call with Judge. And it's it's funny. Judge does not give you much with regard to answers, right? He's a lot. Yeah. He's very Belichickian. And you know, one of the things he said at his opening presser was, don't tell me what guys can't do. Tell me what they can do. So he's going to try to put these guys in the best positions possible. It's going to be interesting, man. He's, he's going to be behind the curve, right? I mean, you know, I know the Redskins have a new coach and the Cowboys have a new coach. The Eagles yeah. seem to be the Eagles are probably the favorite to win the division anyway, but more so now because look, they they've had experience with each other. They know Doug Peterson. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out and, and when they can finally get together. The odds makers have the division as a pick'em now between pretty much the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yet I don't really see that. I, I look at the Eagles as the team to beat. You look they're a resilient bunch, man. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're beat up all the time. If the Eagles ever stay healthy, it's almost scary. As a Giant fan, I don't want to tell you this. Like, if they get a good DB and a good wide receiver and Wednesday's stays healthy, you know, they're Super Bowl contenders, right? Well, like, they, they, yeah, they were missing corners last year, right? Their corners yeah. are terrible. They got rid of Malcolm Jenkins, but they, they improved. Um, they're going to improve it at corner probably in the draft. And like you said, Alshon Jeffrey, um, he was a huge problem for them last year, right? Like, he wasn't the guy he was two years ago, exactly. but I, I'm with you, man. I, I think it's, I think it's the Eagles division to lose. Unfortunately, again, seems like they win it every year. I think the Cowboys are thrown in there because they're talented. And let's be honest, the Giants got Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator and he's a good coordinator, but as a head coach, he fell short. So I'm with you. I think it's the Eagles division to lose as well, unfortunately. All right. So we spent a lot of time about the, uh, the draft and, you know, we had some fun earlier in the show about the picture with, um, you know, with, with the guy in L.A., the Chargers guy, Telesco, and, and Dave Gettleman. Yet we also said having six laptops and a nice ping-pong table right. and, and living room doesn't win you Super Bowls. And Gettleman has sort of become, you know, oh, Gettleman, and then there's the punchline or there's the joke after. Yet if you actually look at his players, right? for me, the Giants last year even, and you brought it up into something about Joe Judge, Joe Judge is going to coach week by week, right? right. And he's going to coach. He's going to take the strength of his players and put them in a position to succeed. You know this. The Giants staff, Carl Banks, yeah, I remember getting after, I heard that going home after the game. And, you know, Banks was the type of guy to rip the team. He'd say, these guys, they don't change their scheme. They're trying to take square pegs, smash them in, and right. the coaches walk out, Sherman or his company, well, you know, they got to execute the game plan. It's like, you know, look, you're putting the kid Baker in here to die. You right. know what I mean? Like, figure right. it out. Right. Like, if it was some good coaching. So I actually like the talent. So where I'm going here, there's still some unpredictability. I'll ask you, and I'm a betting man. It just seems like Tristan Wirfs is the guy here. Yet now, you know, Wills is getting some love out of Alabama as yeah. well. Yeah. Are they going to shock everyone and go Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons? You need an offensive lineman. You got to protect Saquon and Danny. Yeah. We, you know, in the last two years, we, we've, we got it right, right? We, we said it was going to be Saquon Barkley two years ago. Um, this year, or last year, rather, we were afraid it was going to be Daniel Jones, and it was, right? So for whatever, I don't know, the, the way the organization is structured, it, it kind of seems like we know what they're going to do. And it, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. I think it's going to be one of those four linemen. I've been saying it's going to be worse. However, um, now Wills is getting some love, like you said, Thomas. thing about Thomas is he's a left tackle. So if you draft Thomas, then you're going to move Nate Solder over to the right side. You're conceding that. Worf's wills are plug and play day one, right yeah. tackle. Yeah. Now, if you want to move them next year because Solder's contract's too high, that's fine. But I, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be Tristan Worf's. I am not going off that. I'm not going off that pick. I think Worf's makes the most sense. I don't know if they'll trade down and get him. I think that's the smart thing. They should be able to. I know you need a trade partner, but you know there's going to be teams that want a quarterback. But I think Worf's is the guy. This is where it comes into, and I wonder what what kind of personality are they looking for? Because right. the one thing with, with Wills is he's a mean-spirited, you know, they basically say he's got a violent nature. He's a good kid, not a bad, you know, not a troublemaker kid, but he's right. got like a mean streak on on the field. A uh, hell of an athlete for a six foot five, 320 pounder, right? The yeah. kid can run. You know, right. a, guy, a guy like Saquon, you, you need some linemen to get down the field a little right. bit. So I just wonder... Do they like the sort of the Big Ten type of guy or the flashy athlete out of the SEC more? If it was Jerry Reese, it would be the flashy athlete, and it wouldn't be the offensive line. But if you were gonna, if it was Reese and it was gonna be a lineman, it would probably be Becton because he has the highest upside and the lowest floor, right? Yeah. I think Gettleman will make the safe pick here with either Wirfs or Wills. I don't think it'll be Thomas. 
Thomas has been too much compared to Eric Flowers, where, and that will make giant fans shudder. He has a ton of talent. He's better than Flowers, but it's it's a question of how motivated he is, right? So Wills and Wirfs are the easy picks for them. And and you know what? After you draft, you, you know, your generational running back and your quarterback of the future. How the hell do you not go tackle? How do you not protect these guys going forward? So I love Simmons. He's a Swiss Army knife, as they say. That's the new term everybody loves to use. Yeah, yeah. But they need they need help on the line. They need to shore up that offensive line, man. See, that's the thing. There, there are multiple needs. So let's let's dig in. If you look at the Giants, offensive line to me is the number one thing. You've got Saquon. It basically, he's like he's running through a wall all the time. You know right. what I mean? Like right, it's right, right. You know, he's like he's got his own. He's got to worry about the other defenders and his own guys almost. Right. It's like it's to the point they don't block for him. It's like I right, just get out of my way and I'll try to dance around eleven guys. Right. Um, and, and look what look what he does with that. Right. I like, don't know. This, this is how good he is. I mean, last year the injury stopped him, not the offensive line. The offensive line was a little better than it was in 2018. Not much, but look what he does with when he's healthy. I mean, if you can give him a line, I I think two thousand yards. Yeah, I don't think it's that impossible for him. I don't. For me personally, and I didn't see Barry Sanders in person. I saw him on TV, and I'm old enough to know I've, I've seen guys, yeah. and I've always been a big running back guy. And I've covered the NBA, Major League Baseball, and everything. There's been a few special guys where you're like, oh. For me, Saquon Barkley is the most electric player I've ever seen in my life in person. Yeah. Out of any sport. And yeah. I don't care about championships. I've seen LeBron and all that type of stuff, Kobe, you know what I mean? I'm talking about, oh, my God. Like, when you see him live and you realize he makes, like, NFL linebackers look like high school guys. Right. Like, they, they're helpless, bro. <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? He's, he was – look, he was graded the best guy in that draft for a reason. I still love the pick. I, I didn't – you know, there's no Monday morning quarterbacking afterwards. It's this guy is ridiculous. If you can put something around him, he can get you to the playoffs. He can win a championship. I know quarterback is the most important position – but you got him last year. So, you know what? Gettleman won that one, I think. I think if you got Barkley and you got Daniel Jones, that's a win for the Giants. That's a win for the front office. And I think that's why, ultimately, Gettleman came back. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think Saquon is fun to watch. And he gives Giant fans, he gives anybody to watch a Giant game. It's tough for a Buffalo fan, right? Like, you have no interest in the Giants. Saquon makes you watch the Giants if they're on. So yeah, I've point. always had a soft spot. I wish you guys didn't beat us in the Super Bowl once. <laughs> yeah. Which was the one chance. It's that was your best chance of winning. Too. Ah, I know that. That so, was it. Was it was so right there. Yeah, it was just yeah. so so right there. I, I rooted for you in the other three, though. It was Dallas. Yeah, and Boston, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> the yeah. Redskins one. The Redskins one was disappointing. They they, yeah. they were flattened out when they got blown up by the Cowboys, and it was the last one that they they were up at the half, yeah. and they fell apart after. Okay, so we know the Giants need offensive line. You brought up linebacker. And to me, you think of the New York Giants, obviously they've always had great linebackers. That's the tradition of the team in the old days. You know, the the, the early, you know, from, from the banks and, and, and LT, yeah. obviously, and company. Yeah. And then you had the second-tier Giant championship teams, the Eli yeah. teams, which was known for what? Pass rush, right? Exactly. They had yeah. great pass rushers. This giant team has neither. They don't have that linebacker. They're like, damn, man. Right. That that linebacker and that pass rusher obviously needs as well, right? Right. I mean, if they take Isaiah Simmons at four, I'm not going to be upset. It'd be the first time they took a, a linebacker uh, in the first round since Carl Banks, right? So I grew up the same way. I grew wow. up Taylor, Carson, Reasons, Banks. Yeah. They were my guys. They were my four linebackers I grew up with. One better, you know, LT was the cream of the crop, but everybody sleeps on Reasons and Banks, and both of them were incredible linebackers and then you went to like jesse armstead you just say let me just say that yeah lt overshadows them right but lt was almost able to do what he was able to do because those guys were so good said it a million times yeah people need to realize that watch the 86 playoffs i don't care what anybody says carl banks we've said it a million times was the best defensive player in the 86 playoffs you know, playoffs and Super Bowl, he was incredible. I thought at the time he was going to be Super Bowl MVP until I saw Sims 22 for 25 because yeah, I think yeah. Banks had 10 tackles, four for negative yardage. Anyway, uh, then it went to Jesse Armstead in the 90s, Michael Barrow, Antonio Pierce after that. Since then, they have not had a linebacker that you could be proud of, to be honest. I mean, Lorenzo Carter has some talent, but you think of the Giants in the old days, it was linebacker. Before that, it was even Sam Huff. Now, you're right. I, I mean, linebackers on the Giants have been kind of an embarrassment over the past few years. And then pass rush, right? The, everybody says the eagle model. 
stop saying it's the Philadelphia Eagle model of, of, of rotating guys in and out on the offensive, on the defensive line. That was the Giants model. That was human. you Tuck, Strahan, yeah. Kiwanuka. The Giants got away from it. This was what Jerry Reese did to the team. He, he built the team from the outside in. He would draft wide receivers. He drafted safeties, corners. You have to build in the trenches, which is why I say again, it will be an offensive tackle. But the Giants have gotten away from it. Gettleman is trying to get to it, get back to it. The issue with Gettleman is free agency. He is struck out in free agency. Yeah, and it's a good point, actually. I think people, you know, this is where the, and Joe Judge's personality is going to alienate some people. You could say what you, and I don't know how you felt about Odell. I thought, I liked Odell personally. I thought, you know, I thought Odell, in a sense, I got he wasn't perfect, right. but on the same sense, Odell, the way he was treated and what happens, other players see that. Other guys are more like Odell than they are like the Maras. You know what I'm saying? Like no, that's, that's NFL, fair. That's a fair right? statement, yeah. I'm just saying for free agency. So from that sense. So listen, we've got about uh, three minutes left. Yep. So I saw an interview with, uh, with Governor Phil Murphy for people uh, you know, just tuning in nationally. Phil Murphy's the governor of New Jersey. And of course, the Giants and the Jets play at MetLife Stadium at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. And, you know, there's a lot of time to go. There's a lot of racetrack left, pardon the pun, with the racetrack. There's a lot of racetrack left before the season starts. But he seemed to be pretty, you know, he didn't want to say no. But he was asked, will they be able to play at MetLife Stadium? He said, it's too far ahead, but I think there's a lot of challenges to that. Uh, Fauci was talking about, he thinks the NFL could play, but it would have to be sort of in isolation in one place. What do you think? Like, what do, what's your gut feeling? Do you think the Giants will be playing in Florida this year? Like, I, you know, I think the league could get split up into Texas and Florida. I don't think each team will play in their respective stadiums this year. What's your take on what happens? I think it's going to depend a lot on what baseball does. I, I think they're going to look at that model. They have some they have some runway, right? They have some time to figure yeah. this out. I think baseball will determine some of it. Hey, look, it's a long way away. Everybody says this changes every second, and then everybody wants to make plans three months out, which I don't understand. And then Murphy <laughs> says, we're New Jersey. We're Jersey strong. And then it's we can't play in New Jersey. So listen, man, I don't get too political on this one, but I, I, I let's give it some time to figure this out. It, it's April. The weather has not started to get even warm yet, really. Uh, you know, I think May and June are going to determine a lot. So we'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I, think, I think there's some time to figure this out. That's one thing, too. And um, I try not to get too political about it, at least on this show. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Maybe right. I have on Twitter or on yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah. private podcast. But I think you're you're exactly right in which everything is contradictory, right? One day right. they're like, oh, my God, you know, the peak is ended. The, you know, right. the worst is gone. And then the next day they're like 800 people died. <laughs> right, right. It's like, well, that didn't seem like the worst is gone then yet, guys. And even yeah. look at the mask, Jerry. Oh, you don't need to wear a mask? No, you better wear a mask. Like, every day it's something different, right? Yeah, there's too much doom and gloom. I mean, look, it is what it is. It's a very serious epidemic, pandemic, whatever. But we got to get through this, man. The negativity is just killing me on Twitter. Let's just try and get through this, take it day by day, and then see where it goes, man. Stay strong, stay safe. Uh, Can't wait for the draft. Thanks for the time, Jay. You got it. Thanks for having me, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.